This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So you mentioned in the previous segment, Cordell, that, you know, the line of scrimmage um, was beaten on both sides of the ball. And defensively, we can talk about that. The funny thing is, is that I felt like the defensive line wasn't necessarily as bad as what we saw in the offensive line. Um the issue that I had more so was with the outside linebacking core and what the Steelers were able to do um, with that group. They were able to, it didn't matter what side outside they were going to go. They left, right, you know, the game left, right, center. Well, they weren't really doing center, but left, right, it didn't matter. They were literally picking and choosing where they wanted to go. And, and their offensive line was attacking the linebackers very well and it was a quiet night I've heard a couple people say you know Roquan Smith became human and I think that that's an unfair assessment because he wasn't getting any help from his guys the guy Justin Houston Tyus Bowser those guys did not have a good night and they were getting beat beat off beat off the snap you know, by the Steelers and what their offense was doing. And and give credit to the Steelers' offense. They came up with some really good schemes to run the ball. Very Greg Romanus, some people might say. But they really did come up with some good schemes to run the ball, and they found a way to attack the, the linebackers to the point where the secondary was making a good amount of tackles. Um, you had Chuck Clark with 10 tackles. You had Marcus Williams with nine tackles. When you see numbers like that, that means that's not a good night for you. That means somebody ain't doing their job. And the linebackers, to me, got exposed last night in a big way. Um, we know what this team looks like without Calais Campbell. We do. We've all, you know, you and I have said this numerous times. Losing him was going to be effective in the run game for them. And to me, this was the first game. I mean, don't get me wrong. Last week against Atlanta, you did see some breakdown, right? But what they did last night and almost having um, 200 yards rushing on the ground was downright embarrassing for a team that at one point was top three in run defense. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been saying all week that this game could easily be flipped and Pittsburgh could be the ones that have the great game on the ground. Uh, Najee Harris, 22 carries, 111 yards, two catches and a touchdown, essentially the touchdown to win the game, which was a really good play, by the way. I I mean, I I just think that that touchdown was one of those situations to where that's just a guy going out. That's best on best. Yeah. You know, Najee's there. Yeah. Roquan's there. And Najee makes a great, does a great job of turning up the sideline at the last second. Yeah. They tried to go to Najee earlier in the game in the same spot. And Roquan made the play. Uh, but, 
this time Najee kind of turns up field and Kenny Pickett makes a heck of a throw. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, rolling to his left. And that, that that's just a big boy play right there. Um, and he puts the ball right on the money. And, you know, Najee makes the play. Uh, you just got to tip your hat sometimes. I, I think that the Steelers are so dangerous because when it comes to the Ravens because th- they're mirror images of each other. They want to both do the exact same thing. These coaches are basically the exact same person, the way that they go about trying to get the best out of their team. Tomlin's a little more rah-rah-ish. You know, uh, you, you see after that touchdown, Kenny Pickett's coming off the field and Tomlin's right there. Kenny effing Pickett. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just the type of coach he is. He knows how to get the best out of his team. And just like I think he was on his defense all week to not allow the Ravens to have the type of rush day that they had uh, the last time these two teams played. I think he was on this offense just as much to go out there and assert their will and force the issue against this aggressive defense. We haven't seen many offenses bully this Ravens defense, but that's exactly what happened. We haven't seen many offenses beat this Ravens defense to the edge, but that's what what happened. Uh, I mean, you're right. The outside linebackers, it was a terrible day for them. Uh, Adafi Owe at this point. I mean, just, what's he doing? I, I, you notice just, I ain't even mentioned his name because I forgot. Yeah. I, I didn't forget. I mean, the only thing saving this guy at this, and I'm not, I'm really not trying to be mean. I'm really not. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta call it like it is. I mean, we have given this dude a pass all year for laying a complete dud in the pass rush department. And now you see him out there getting exposed in a run game. And it's like, what is what is it that he brings to this defense right now besides the fact that he was a number one pick? Um, when you continue to see guys like David Ajabo inactive, yeah, and you're just like, what is going on there? Yeah. They're not getting the pass rush that they were getting initially. They're not getting a lot of production from the guys that they're sending out there at outside linebacker. What is happening? The, yeah. I mean, I know Ajabo's practicing. He's out there at practice. I don't know if they're not seeing what they want to see from him. Yeah. Or they don't necessarily want to send any of these guys down that they have up. But something's got to give. Um, I thought that the, the Steelers did them a favor every time they decided to throw the ball uh, <laughs> because the Ravens simply could not stop the run. That said, I feel like the Steelers should throw the ball to George Pickens way more than they do. That dude is a monster. Well, Deontay uh, Johnson is their number one. Deontay, right? I, mean, Deont- I think they should throw the ball to Deontay. <laughs> but they, I mean, they, they just—I understand they—they they have to control their offense a lot right now. Kenny Pickett's a rookie. He's not necessarily the guy that you want to throw the ball thirty times. Uh, but. George Pickens is really good. He he he's really good. He had that crazy catch on what I think third and fourteen. Yeah, uh, I think where, it didn't count because he I think he stepped out. Uh, you no, know, no, not that one. The one okay. in the middle of the field where he 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 really showed his catch radius. Okay. Uh, Kenny Pickett throws a nice ball that he has to reach out over the middle of the field and catch. Even the one that you're talking about that was on the sideline was was pretty good too. He he's a matchup nightmare. He is. Um I, I just think that the fact that Kenny Pickett isn't necessarily where they want him to be just yet as a passer benefits this Ravens team and a lot of teams even more. Um because especially the way that Pittsburgh was running the ball last night, 
if they could get consistent production in the pass game, they'd be dangerous. They'd be really dangerous. Um, but all in all, I just think that Pittsburgh beat the Ravens at their own game. They dominated at the line of scrimmage. Guys like Justin Matabike isn't necessarily consistent, as consistent as you would like him to be. Broderick Washington, I thought he had a pretty good game, all yes. things considered. Um, Brent, he, Brent Urban actually got called a oh, lot. Brent, yeah, Brent Urban. I mean, the dude is – Brent Urban, I say this in the press box, he, he is one of the best in the league in terms of batting balls down at the line of scrimmage. He, he knows how to use his size. He's very good at putting his hands up and timing uh, his jump to, to deflect the ball at the line. Um, but Broderick Washington, he he took I, I, he took the loss pretty hard. I mean, he sat at his locker the entire time that we were in the locker room. Uh, the media was in the locker room. And, I mean, he's just staring into the to a daze. Um, you, you know, you could tell that certain, he's just sitting there rethinking plays, rethinking the game as a whole. Uh, but all in all, I think, this defense is stressed out. I think that they play good enough to win. Yeah. And I feel like a broken record. I feel like the last couple of losses that the Ravens have had outside of that Jacksonville game, I'm saying this defense played good enough to win the game, but yeah, it's tough. It's a tough thing to ask for your defense to be perfect for them to never give up a touchdown uh, for them to basically hold team scoreless for them to go out there and, damn near score touchdowns themselves. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a tough thing for any defense to be asked to do in this day and age. Um, I, I think that this is a championship defense when it's all said and done. If, if, if they were on, if this was the defense that the Vikings had, they'd be, a, they'd be the Super Bowl <laughs> favorites. You know, if, if, if you've got an offense that can put up points, but the, God knows the Vikings defense stinks. And right now it's kind of the reverse for the Ravens. The defense is very, uh, very much quality, uh, but the offense is piss poor. And they go hand in hand. We could try to separate the two as much as we want, but the offense, you know, they, they help out the defense. And in this sense, they can hurt the defense. Yeah, and and so we talked about this on the post game show last night when you uh, on uh, Sunday night when you called, um, and you know you you mentioned like okay because because we talked about how bad they played, um, you know, in the trenches, and and you said yes, okay, let's we have to call a spade a spade. However, you know they've played; they only gave up you know sixteen points, and like when is when. When, why do I have to keep, you know, acknowledging, oh, the defense didn't do this, the defense didn't do that, knowing that the other side of the ball is clearly not holding up their end of the bargain. And and look, we can do both, right? I mean, we can acknowledge that last night wasn't their night, that, you know, from a matchup perspective, the Steelers did a really good job of putting them in their place, for lack of a better term. I mean, they didn't even think about going Marlon Humphrey's way, and they didn't have to, you know? You had Brandon Stevens out there. I'm going to pick on Brandon Stevens, too. And Brandon Stevens didn't play, you know, horrible. Right. But, but ultimately, you know, them not creating a pass rush um, was a lot of thing, was a lot of uh, an issue for them. And the one thing that we keep noticing is that guys that are able to move around the pocket just gives them hell. We saw it with um, the week before. 
um, with Ritter and the Falcons. And then we saw Kenny Pickett looks very, he reminds you a lot of Ben Roethlisberger in terms of how he moves around in that pocket. And he shifts and kind of allows them, uh, the, the, the defense to get around him and he's still looking down the field to make a play. So, you know, they don't know what to do with that type of dude. They have no idea what to do with that type of guy. And then the guys that you're asking to to find a way to do something about it are guys that probably got AARP cards, okay? <laughs> Justin Houston, you know, JPP. We're asking these dudes, instead of the young dudes like an Oway or, you know, like a Tyus to be the ones to, to, to get some consistency there. And that's the problem. That's the biggest issue, right? Because you're being exposed now. And I'm not saying that um, – other offenses are going to be able to to look at the tape and do this because I don't think other offenses right. have the 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 weaponry to do that. Here's the problem though: you play the Bengals next week. You probably play the Bengals again the following week. It looks like it's looking more and more like that's going to be possible. Well, that would happen only if the Ravens win the division. <laughs> no, well, either way, right? Because as of right now, they're the sixth seed. So even if they swap, it's they the Chargers still win the um, AFC conference record over the Bengals. So they would basically switch places. So it's looking potentially more and more like the Ravens could potentially play the Bengals two weeks in a row. And I, the, we see what the Bengals look like. The Steelers do have good players, right? On, on offense. So, you know, because we know that they, they, what they're going to do always is draft the wide receiver. They might not all pan out, but damn it, they going to try. Right. Then you go look at the Bengals and what they got going on from their skill player perspective. It's laughable. It's it's literally laughable when you're asking these old dudes to be the guys to step up and play games against Joe Burrow, whose offensive line has absolutely come along as the season has come along. They had a rough start, which which was a big part of why they started off slow, but they started gelling together now. And then they got their pieces at wide receiver. Then they got, you know, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Then they got Joe Mixon at, at, at running back. So what the Ravens really have to be realistic with themselves. And I know that right now that they, they really can't do anything about it, but you you keep telling us you want to invest in this defense, invest in this defense, and because defense and running, you know, is, is is what we like to do here. Okay, that's fine, but your offense can't score. So now you're putting pressure on your defense, and that's going to be the issue potentially for the next two weeks remaining in this season because of the matchup. Even if they play Jacksonville, quote out, even if they play Jacksonville, and I'm a person that believes that it's very hard for a team to beat. Um, somebody twice. I know Cleveland did this a couple of years ago uh, against the Steelers. We, it's not that it can't be done. I just think that it's harder for it to be done, you know, back-to-back -back wins against a team in the same season. Yeah, I don't I mean, feel excited about that matchup either. No, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be excited about any matchup that they have in the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah. Any, anybody that they play in the playoffs is going to be able to score. You look at the AFC, all these teams hit score. Uh, you talk about potentially the top three teams, that's Chiefs, Buffalo, or Cincinnati. Even if you want to take it to the fourth seed with Jacksonville, who gave them the business the last time they played, uh, I mean, they can put up points. It, the, it's going to show. You know, their 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 warts are going to show yeah. if they get to the playoffs, yep. except it'll look worse, potentially. Yeah, it's very possible. 
uh, you know, so I'm I, I'm not excited to really see this team in the playoffs. I think, like I said before, I think this defense is champion is a championship defense. They're good enough in this day and age in the NFL to get the job done if they had enough going for them on the other side, but they don't. Um, I you you did mention Brandon Stevens. I thought Brandon Stevens played quality. He had the nice breakup in the end zone yeah. early in the game. Um, he gave up a couple of passes down the field, uh, but you know, his problem is that he can't find the ball in the air. He's there mm-hmm. in coverage all the time, but he mm-hmm. can't. Find I mean, that could be Marlon's problem at times as well down yes. the field. They just can't find the ball. Um, and you know, you look at some of these teams that they're going to be going against, they're going to be going against quarterbacks that are not afraid to put the ball in tight coverage. Um, and they are going against receivers that can make plays when going against tight coverage. So it, it just doesn't, it's not a good recipe right now. They're not getting much of a pass rush. They're giving up the run as well now, which is even worse. Um, it's, it's, I think that this defense is in the process of wearing down. Yeah. That's, that's not what you want. Absolutely. And, and look, that's going to happen, right? I mean, Look at like the Denver Broncos, for example, a team that has one of the the top defenses in the league. Well, their offense isn't isn't helping them at all. And so now you're seeing breakdowns within the last few weeks. And that's understandable, right? Like you can only do so much. I can only do so much on my part. And and if my my guys on the other side aren't helping me, aren't contributing to what we're doing here, then what am I doing here, right? That's I can absolutely see that being, not, not that that's something that's being said out loud, but like if you're going to continue, the, the Ravens, the Steelers, excuse me, had 20 more plays than the Ravens, which means the Ravens ain't on the field long enough, which means the defense is on the field more than they should be. So I, I just don't know what, what, you th- what people think that this defense can do in addition to the issues that I'm concerned about in terms of having older guys be the guys that you have to try to be, you know, say, hey, can you do this? It's crazy to me, like ridiculous to me that we're here. And yet we are. We are here. And that's the set. That's the part that that's, you know, concerning to me. Steelers have 30, uh, 34 minutes in time of possessions opposed to the Ravens, um, twenty almost 26. I mean, that's eight more minutes. That's more, again, 20 more plays. So you're wearing your defense now that we both agree is pretty good and good enough, you know, to keep them, to keep teams in games, their team in games. The offense isn't just doing their job. So it happens. You get beat at the line of scrimmage. You get beat, you know, in the linebacker court. It does. The problem is that I don't think it gets any easier for them um, as the rest of this season goes, because like we've already mentioned, the other guys that you're you're going to have to play um, in the playoffs are very potent on offense. And if your offense can't get it together and you leave your defense in a situation of being out on the field more, you got to feel some type of way about it. So we'll find out how this goes. Uh, but yeah, Ravens defense struggled mightily um, in the game on Sunday.